Welcome back to another episode of That Strange Show. Episode 149. Episode 149. Welcome back to another. Here's comes fucking Parker walking down nine aisles, swinging a fucking head in one hand, sandwiching the other. Who's playing hard to get? Leave it to Cleaver. The anal itch has got you down to the fifth level of hell. It's a dude humping a pig while Baphomet watches on kind of episode of That Strange Show. Where'd you get that knife? <laughs> Where did you get that knife? I uh, hope you enjoyed last week's Ooh, it burns when you pee As the worlds collided down on Devil's Creek Jerry, it was a bloodbath, Jerry We was talking scissors in a titty by Cropsy In 1981's The Burning Available everywhere Hooray So check out that episode uh, And tonight... We have uh, Mandy's. Mandy's off tonight. Yes. Uh, Ryan, unfortunately, is still here with us. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we <laughs> we got I'm our only boy here. Physic- physicality. <laughs> physicality. Mentally, he's fucking not there, man. You know, this is, the lights are on, but no one's behind the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> uh, but we got uh, Tricky Ricky from uh, Intercourse. Uh, uh, three Pete. Right. What up? He is part of the. He is the founding member of the illustrious three times a guest yeah. club. I'm the first one. Yeah, you are. Uh, thank you. It's nice to be here. I've weathered the storm and I've come back. And it's yeah, it's nice. It's nice it's, up here. It's nice. It's you got tri- you got sending your hearts on uh, Spotify or Sp- <laughs> no, I'm on Skype. Yes, Skype. I'm drunk. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, what do you? What I'm are you drinking? Drink- this delicious treehouse. Uh, it's called, the name of it is Impermanence. Oh, I like it. Impermanence. And I'm drinking it because, uh, before we started, I remembered that we were going to watch this movie that we're talking about tonight again. Yeah. So very, I figured I should very, very hoity-toity drink before I have to see this fucking thing. Yeah. Ryan, what are you drinking? Why you gotta throw me under the bus like that? He's like, I'm drinking this impervious by Treehouse. Honestly, and, dude, I would trade this for a fucking twelve pack of Coors Light any day. And, well, that's what I'm drinking. I'm I got a silver bullet. All right, I got a shilling hard cider because uh, I'm the base, basic bitch. Fucking disdain. <laughs> hey, you are, but it's eight point five. I'm I'm cool, right? <laughs> Still a letdown. You're great. <laughs> Still came, from, still came from apples. It did. It did. Hard apple cider. What did so. this come from? Fucking corn? Or uh, potatoes? Really? <laughs> potato. Potato beer. Potato no, beer. No, it's hops. That's, is it hops? Is there that's, a difference? That's called vodka. <laughs> potato beer. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I've so, had two drinks. You have. strong. And I've seen you. You're like. You you're, guys have seen me drink them, but they're like. Yeah. It's Treehouse. They're no bullshit. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not I that. I drank like a third of it. Well, you got to remember before we started recording, you also pulled yourself a nice little goblet, like you were the Goblin King from the Labyrinth of uh, some whiskey. And then oh you, yeah, that I remember. Did it. I remember you saying, "I think I poured too much," and then you drank <laughs> the whole thing. All of a sudden, he's got a cod. A hot, uh, fucking cod piece on singing about the one with the power. Yeah. Power of voodoo. Are you the babe? <laughs> oh, I'm not wearing pants. You just can't tell. We need to start doing videos so we can uh, show Ricky's uh, Ricky's man Dick? piece. Yeah. So 
some point. I heard your girl was in the room earlier talking about you won't name your dick. She was, so. but I told her to get the fuck out because it's boys only but, tonight. But hold on, but hold on, but hold on. In all seriousness, why won't you name your dick? Yeah. <laughs> she seemed so concerned about yeah. the fact that you wouldn't do it for her. Well, she so also I said... name my dick? Yeah. She also said that uh, this was a circle jerk, and she's not totally wrong. I mean, no, I, two, totally. two out of the three of us don't have pants on, yeah. and I'm willing to bet you got a muumuu on again. Who me? No, I'm wearing my. <laughs> I'm a, it's a virtual ookie cookie. Uh, he's he's laughing, but he wore a muumuu once on one of Listen, the last. Listen, I was doing my I was doing my Brando, okay, in Island of Doctor Moreau, okay. He, That's good. He's comfortable. See, see. Look it He's got to be comfortable. Work it work up. In the fucking knobs. Nah, you man. Just sit there, dude. I know what happens. <laughs> I, I, this is my third time here. I see what fucking happens. You get there. You, you know, you do your thing. You smoke your weed. Your eyes get all small. And he twists knobs and gets us all fucking tuned in. That's Ricky. I love you. He's the glue holding this together. Uh, man. I uh. don't stifle, don't stifle my genius. <laughs> all right so uh yeah you're fucking brilliant <laughs> all right so we're just crazy about this banter right so happy birthday to uh friday the 13th uh the franchise turned 40 40 uh recently uh this week <laughs> this week past week two weeks ago depending when you're like a day it. or two ago yeah but right? depending when when you hear this probably oh, yeah. 10 years ago so it's now 50 so happy birthday to that, you know, Pamela Voorhees did it for her, did it for her son. So, uh, and then she got, I believe she got carted around in her urn for, for another 15 years after she oh, passed. Oh right? my God, man. That is such a fucked up. That's what are, what are we doing to the old famous people in this yeah. country? Stanley got locked up. Groucho Marx was beaten and tormented. What should we do with them? We should and, be fucking stuffing them and putting them up for display. Well, that's why more, are we that setting is, them on fire and just putting hey, them in urn? Hey, that is way better than fucking putting her in an urn and bringing her to cons to have people take their picture with her urn, with her ashes leaking out of it. Yeah, it's been up so many times. People, yeah. we know people that had this woman's ashes. Yeah, I would snort them. <laughs> you no, know who no, had the right and, idea? And, you know who had the right idea that? That girl star that was dating Charles Manson. She just wanted his body so she could stuff him and bring him around the country. I think that's beautiful. I would love to take a picture of Charles Manson's corpse. You tell me right now that that man wouldn't have loved that. He would. Well, he oh, fucking keep going. He called off the wedding because he found it out. He was, he thought she was too crazy. <laughs> only a woman, only a woman can out crazy Charlie Manson. <laughs> he was just like, wow. <laughs> She, she wants to do what? Like, no, you're too much. <laughs> Ooh, poof, I'm gone. <laughs> Yo, he knows how to dance, though. He does. Yeah, now he's gone. And play guitar. But, uh, yeah, so happy birthday to that. And, uh, yeah, just make sure you write in your will, like, don't burn me up, throw me in a box, and cart me around for 100 bucks a pop, because uh, that's not a life I want to live. Eat me. Yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, it makes me in some pancakes. That's what we were talking about pancakes earlier. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, but uh, all right. So uh, we, in the last couple episodes, we've also talked about what we do in the shadows, and that came back uh, season two. Oh, it's uh, so good. Thank you for recommending that, actually. Ryan recommended that to me. Yeah. And I've watched season one. 
Oh yeah. my god! I'm right about to start season two. It's so fucking. It's so. I don't know. It's just so good. And hold on, I gotta get it then. What was your top episode of the first season? Because we all we all yeah. seem to have the same one so far. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I actually. Trouble. Just to oh. clarify, no, the Baron one, the Baron one, yeah, that's <laughs> the nightclub. That is yeah. every one. single person. Wait, is that what you asked. guys are gonna say? Yeah, yeah, every yeah. Single, every single person we've Dude, asked, it's so always good. the fuck it. It's always, uh, yeah, that's the one where I was like, all right, I fucking love this. Yeah. That this was the great. episode where they flexed. They were like, wait, a minute. you thought we didn't care before? Hold my beer. Yeah, we drank yeah, the we drug did. blood. Dude, I, I love fucking what's his name, Colin, the psychic vampire. Yeah. Like at first you're like, this guy sucks. Then you're just like, oh my god, this is like the funniest character. Then the you show. are gonna, you were going to absolutely love season two. Then yeah, Ugh. they step it up. They stepped it up. Yeah, I didn't know get, that was a movie. He gets his own episode. He yeah, I didn't know it was own. a movie. The movie has nothing to do with the show, though. Oh really? Only, only in ca- only in name and that it's vampires. Yeah, the, huh. the movie's three other. Va- it's in. Is it in New? I think it's in New Zealand. Uh, and it's yeah. three other. Va- it's three or it's four other vampires that have nothing to do with this plot, other than they. Oh, I don't even want to fucking one. see it then. I don't care. <laughs> no, it's still funny. The it's show's still, funnier. Yeah. The show is a hundred. Yeah, I heard the movie was. Oh, all right, fuck. I don't fuck the movie. Fuck the movie. Watch the show. But yeah, uh, episode five. Colin gets its own. Uh, I've, that's the one I, I gotta watch next. Just, yeah, he, just gets, he gets his own highlight. Yeah. So, and I do like him when when he does like the faces when he knows he's about to decimate the room <laughs> with his psychic fucking suckiness. <laughs> uh, the soup, the superb owl party episode. Yeah. I won't go because Ricky hasn't seen it, but oh. <laughs> dude, when he oh, looks I at the wait. when he breaks the fourth wall, looks at the camera, and then the next scene is everybody's just on the couch like. Uh, but yeah, uh, why I brought it up is because Mark Hamill uh, is supposed to be uh, making an appearance. Uh, so yes. the force is going to be uh, strong in the shadows. So what do you guys think yeah, about Mark Mark Hamill? Uh, especially since it came out, uh, what kind of character he's going to play? Yeah, it, he is going to be another. He's going to be a va- uh, a vampire with a with a problem with one of them. Yeah. Like an age-old, an age-old uh, rivalry. An age-old queen. Anytime I've seen him in a comedic role, he's killed it. I think the more, Mark Hamill, the more extravagant the character, the more he'll shine. Because he's got to be out of it. He's got, his characters have to be out of his mind. He really gets into that. But then, because then you do like the stifled down version of Mark Hamill for like the new Child's Play, and it sucked. Yeah. I never even saw that. My favorite Mark Hamill is uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, it's Cocknogger? Yeah. Fucking upstage me, Vanderbeek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was good in that the, the Flash series when he uh, played as uh, the trickster. I liked him in that. If, if only he could have been good in the new Star Wars movies. Uh, tell me about it. But yeah, so oh, Star Wars sucks. I just oh. the new shit. The new shit is painful, bro. Ricky, I, that's all first, I've seen. He's gonna about to be the first or the second mic shut off. <laughs> what? Dude, the I never ri- watched Star Wars as a kid, so I don't have that like, yeah, yeah, thing yeah. for it. 
you know? Um, and if you, no, I tried to watch it when I was like 25, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> a bunch of fucking puppets. What is this bullshit? What is this? Like, that's, it doesn't, it that's doesn't a work if you're not a fucking dumbass kid. And now you love it because of the nostalgia, but like, so, it doesn't work for so me. So now I'm a dumbass Sorry. adult. Like, well, no. Like, that's puppets. how I am with, like, there's some stupid... I like some horrible shit, because I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, I love Aerosmith. I fucking love Aerosmith, because I heard them when I was a kid. Yeah. Which song? If, if you played me Aerosmith for the first time right now, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Which song, which song did you hear first by Aero? I don't know, but something off of Pump, because that was okay. my favorite album. That whole album when first I was time, on first, and I fucking loved it. First time I ever heard of Aerosmith uh, was on MTV when he was holding his dick, half painted, living on the oh, edge. Oh, living on the edge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I heard of them way before that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had heard their songs, but I didn't I mm-hmm. didn't know like the band until they blew up on that MTV song there. Yeah. Wasn't that a weird time? Like, yeah. The fact that Aerosmith, like as like almost 50 year olds, was like the biggest band in the world. At that, like now, like the biggest pop stars are like twenty-three-year-old chicks, like yeah, talking about getting their asses eaten. <laughs> it's like such a weird culture change. Yeah, no, legit. But uh, yeah, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I hate Aerosmith. I, you I don't love like, Aerosmith, you don't like... but I understand it's because when I heard them, I understand it's a perception thing. You don't like uh, I mean, it's like how you like that fucking stupid ass Star Wars puppet shit. <laughs> But you Who have doesn't a, like stupid. puppets? You what they're you fucking got? Puppets. They're fucking, fucking warfare. First of all, puppets. fuck you, fuck you. They're muppets. The Jaws puppet is better. They're the fucking Jaws puppets. Puppet? You mean the robot? I <laughs> don't think you can compare. I don't think you can compare. It's a robotic robot. puppet, dude. It's, it's a, a puppet. It's a puppet with I, a motor inside. Steven Spielberg wasn't swimming around in the ocean with his hand <laughs> fucking sticking above the water like nom 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 nom. <laughs> No, he had a fucking shark that didn't work, and it was a worthless ass puppet. Right, but uh, it was worth more than the dumbass Star Wars puppets. I don't think that shark's worth more than a Yoda. All right, you go fuck yourself. Fuck Yoda. Fuck Yoda. Fuck Yoda. Yeah. You just made you just made our fucking network heads fucking wake up. Yeah, yo, I already got the email. They're like, yo, I heard Ricky was talking shit. There's a disturbance in the force. You guys I kind of like that baby Yoda. That thing's cute. Oh, fuck oh that thing. my god! Not in like All a right. broke way. Like, All right, we'll, we'll you like it? I like the memes. Ricky, Sorry, I'll shut up. It to a fourth episode. <laughs> hey, I'll we're be back next Yoda week. over hey, baby we're... Yoda over regular Yoda. What the fuck? And we're canceled. So, uh, all right. Speaking of getting canceled, uh, Misery Loves Company. Uh, get your party monster dick on. Macaulay Culkin uh, uh, and Kathy uh, yeah. Bates. Uh, gonna bump, bump uglies. Yes, they're supposedly gonna fuck on film. Really? Yeah, for the new American oh. History X movie. No way. American? <laughs> no. He's drunk, Angel. Uh, American Horror Story. American Horror Story. <laughs> Not that drunk. Yeah, so. <laughs> so it says here that, uh, you know, Ryan Murphy uh, revealed one shocking detail about Culkin's role, uh, and that is that he's supposed to have crazy sex with uh, Kathy Bates in the new uh, the new season. Uh, so he said he always loved. fucking dark. Yeah, he said he's always loved Macaulay Culkin's work. I loved everything that he's done. 
I love the stuff he did in Home Alone 90 years ago. I also love the sort of <laughs> the older, more recent stuff that he did. And he hasn't worked in a while. So why not throw the guy a fucking bone and have him hump on Kathy Bates for five minutes? You know what I would like to see? Him and Rory Culkin tag teaming her would be <laughs> the best. Because hey, Rory Culkin is killing it. He is right Rory now. Cor- yeah, he was on Waco. I'm getting the, I'm getting yeah, the Culkins mixed up, man. He was in Waco. Wait. He was Thibodeau. I thought that was Kieran Culkin. No, that's... Isn't no, that, no, I was totally wrong. Wasn't there, wasn't there a Kieran Culkin at one point? Like, Macaulay wasn't around anymore, then there was a Kieran. There was, like, fucking ten of them shit. And now there, and I now think, like, five of them died, though. Ten of them I know shit. One of, I know one of them got hit by a car. Yeah, but he didn't <laughs> die. <laughs> no, he didn't die? He got hit by a car and died. Oh, really? Oh, uh, it's awful. awful. I didn't know it was a girl. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, all right. All right. So I thought R.I.P. it was a guy. I thought it R.I.P. Was, yeah. So it says there's both a lightness and a darkness with Macaulay Culkin that I'm attracted to. Uh, so it sounds like he wants to fuck Culkin. Uh, but uh, it says here, Culkin and Bates, season 10, will star uh, AHS favorite Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters. He's back. As well as Billy Lord, Leslie Grossman, uh, Finn Whitrock. Lily Robbie and Adina Porter. So it says uh, they unveiled the first poster. Um, and it says here, things are beginning to wash up on the shore. Stupid. Do you think they're really going to fuck to get, like, in role? Like, to get ready? Listen, they're going to method act? I, I, I just hope they don't spring it on uh, uh, on Kathy Bates like Marlon Brando did with the stick of butter in that fucking Love in Paris movie that he did. Where he basically raped a chick on film and oh god, that's yeah. awful. Yeah, it was. It's awful. So as long as Kathy Bates is uh, okay with this fucking dude making booby traps and fucking oh, I'm sure for Kathy Bates it's gonna be a real treat. Yeah, she's gonna be like, you know? oh, Lodi child. I'm sure for <laughs> Colkin it will be too. Yeah, but see, like, imagine you... if you got to fucking sleep with Kathy Bates. That's kind of cool. I guess as long as she don't bust my feet I... open. I mean, imagine if you got to sleep with, like, Roseanne Barr or some shit. Like, you might not be that attracted to her, but, like, it's still Roseanne Barr. It's still interesting. It's still yeah, a story. That's true. that's true. She could tweet about it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I would call her all types of crazy shit. What would you call Kathy Bates? Oh, nothing. I'm talking about Roseanne Barr. Oh, okay. Ro- I'd Roseanne be like, you Barr. racist bitch, like, the whole time. And then, and then you could... Like, you love this... You love having sex with my... Egyptian ass, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking. Oh, man. And then, then you could tweet, and then you could tweet and say you were on Ambien. Sorry. Yeah, I got to get on Twitter. I'm on Ambien right now, so I'm not responsible for anything I say. Oh man. So yeah, so that's coming. So you can uh, tune your stations to Pacey White Butts uh, humping oh. away. No, come on. After I don't know how that show got renewed, especially after the last season. That That's show it. sucks. Has there been a good season of that? Uh, the season, first one. season one. The first season. Dude. Season one. Season one. I watched the one with that asshole, that fucking the dickhead with the fucking stupid haircut and the nipples. That's a lot of people in American Horror. No, the fucking asshole that's in that shitty band. He let off that one season where they were making out. I don't know what you're talking about. Adam. Adam Levine. Yeah, that fucking that's the, asshole. That's the second season. The first season was the, oh, first season was the only time I was watching it, and I was, like, caught off guard by shit. Like, it was a well-done season. That shows season. for teenage girls. Now it is. Now it's softcore porn. 
Well, obviously. Well, see, well, this is what Lady Gaga was. How many different ways can you watch Lady Gaga get fucked? Yeah, I think a oh, ghost wow. fuck a ghost fucked a dude in that too. Yep, ghost fucked a dude. A dude really? got a dude got his asshole drilled out by a demon with a drill dick. Yeah. So so Ryan Murphy, everybody. <laughs> sounds awesome. So speaking of speaking of drill dicks, uh, Nick K- Nick uh, gets in the cage and plays. This, well so my- this is so this is real. Yeah. So it says here Nicholas Cage um, uh, is going to get in the cage and play what might be the cagiest role yet. So uh, season one of whatever I guess because it might come back for season two because the dude's in jail still and he's trying to do. But anyways. Uh, Tiger King TV show, motherfuckers. Oh! Uh, cast Nicolas Cage to star as Joe Exotic. The upcoming scripted drama comes How from America. How perfect is that? Yeah. So. No, I got a better one. What? What you got? What, for a casting for that? Actually, Mandy brought it to my attention. A uh, certain uh, celebrity has been playing him on, on, a, on a, what's that? What's that thing everybody uses What, now? riffraff? No, 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 no. Uh, Thomas Tick- Lennon. TikTok. Oh yeah, you're right. Dude, Thomas I mean, Lennon's been know, Thomas Lennon's been dressing up as him on TikTok. This shit Mandy was showing me, it was spot on. Like, I mean, I definitely like Thomas Lennon more than Nicolas Cage. Yeah. But I think Nicolas Cage is just gonna like give himself to that role so hard. Dude, can know. you imagine like, him so hard pulling off on the seat and like? They they pan over and it's Nicholas Cage and he turns around and he's like, "What's up, motherfuckers?" <laughs> Guess who, motherfuckers? Guess what, motherfucker? You know, Carol Baskin, that bitch. That bitch. And then he does that that Nicholas Cage like pregnant pause fucking that he Fuck delivers. That ah. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you mean? What do you mean? I want to have her head on a fucking in a glass jar by the end of this. Yo, the stuff he was saying was crazy. Have yeah. you guys talked about that on here yet? Yeah, we have, but what are, what are your thoughts real quick? I mean, I've watched it twice. Yeah. I knew about it, like, I knew about Joe Exotic, like, a year or two before the show. Yeah. And I was following it, but um, it's really great. I feel bad for Carol Baskin, kind of. Okay. She was obviously just kind of uh, fucked over by her husband and did what every fucked over woman wanted to do and killed him. Which I say girl power. Good for her. Spice Girls. Uh, that's all I got on that. I mean, what more can you say? It's the most, most amazing series that's ever been on Netflix. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What did you just do? Because it went... <laughs> I don't know. You went somewhere. You went outside, I went to I went to piss outside. Oh, she, <laughs> like went pitch black while you were talking. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to piss in the toilet because it would make noise and ruin the recording. That's, an, that's another I'm show first. That's, a, that's another show first. Outside pee-pee? Oh, man. Oh, God. 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 How was that, 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 uh, that Arctic cold air on your, your tip there? Oh, it was good. Honestly, dude, like, after drinking this fucking treehouse, this shit is, like, fucking battery acid. Yeah, you we didn't even know. We gotta get them to sponsor us. Treehouse. Tree. Dude, yeah. I would settle for a fucking Narragansett sponsorship, honestly. Treehouse is a fucking tall order. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. You know? All right, so let's get Frenchical. 
All right, let's get Frenchical. Uh, all right, so mean? so Ryan, you like you like uh, French French films, right? I like French extreme horror. Yeah, like like Emmanuel and uh, what's the I other thought one? That was, I thought that was a porno. Uh, Red Shoe Diaries. French oh, edition. that's great. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, so speaking of dumping, uh, dump to Netflix. Uh, tense French thriller, Get In, not to be confused with Get Out. Uh, packs a already timely... lost. Wait, wait. Get In? Yeah, Get In. What's it about? What's uh, it it about says a... here. Uh, da, 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 da. It's about see. a black guy that's dating a white girl, right? And goes to a fucking party at her parents no, no. Uh, Catherine Keeter with her I don't know why I like girls with big ass noses so much but Catherine Keeter is like the mom uh, that hypnotizes them and shit and what do they do to them no this is not it <laughs> that's not it no. we already talked about Get Out right? no oh, you're talking yes. about Get Out the chick and he was just talking the plot of Get Out oh okay well this is French dinosaur nosed milk yeah there you go uh, so it says here uh <laughs> Directed Don't by... Don't fucking laugh at me. <laughs> Don't fucking laugh at me, Ryan. Oh, man. So it says French thriller Get In, but it's spelled like Fury, Fury, uh, to their streaming service. Directed by Oliver Abu, Get In begins when a family returns from a vacation only to have their nanny and her husband refuse to leave their home. Holy shit. This French thriller turned home invasion horror packs a timely punch. Offering up commentary on our legal system and the enslaving nature of modern society. It's the kind of film that's more than relatable and just as engaging as it is empowering. So, it says here, Abu drives the tension home by drilling in the feeling of helplessness as he tears a man down to his breaking point before allowing his inner beast to take over. Get in. It's a descent into raw and primal power by way of Gaspar No. I already know the entire plot now. That sounds crazy. Yo, that sounds like that case in Hawaii. It's yeah. gonna be a, it's gonna be a French torture film that's gonna end with the husband finally snapping and then killing everybody with prob- if it's French with a baseball bat or uh, a straight razor. Because why do the French the only- use baseball bats and straight razors? How do you know? That? That's what they do. They that's what they true. do. That's like very popular weapons in French horror movies are baseball really? bats and straight razors. Yeah, uh, with the side of croissant. Yeah, it's pretty like you're going to see somebody get bludgeoned to death with a baseball bat in a, yeah. in a French horror movie. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's what it looks like because they have some stills here. It looks like the father is in the rain praying to the Frenchy gods to be like, give me the strength. Oh, merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> yeah. Give me the strength. Yeah, so uh, that's coming to Netflix uh, at some point. Look out for it. It's called Get In. Okay. Yeah, I, I hope people aren't confused though. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm trying to. They're thinking it's a sequel to Get Out. Oh shit! Get in. You get it? Yeah. You get, get in, in. Get out. You get in. I get you in. Got I get out. out. Now you get in. Uh all right. So I just want to give a quick R.I.P. to uh, Little Richard, the Fuck first, yeah. the first little, uh, passed away uh, this week. Not from, not from Corona. Not from not Corona. At 87. 87. So rock and roll. Uh, Creators. Yeah. All what it is. You think Responsible. Creator. A gay black man. Yeah. Responsible he, he create- for rock and roll. Remember that shit. What about you Chuck Berry, though? Mother- Here, I'll tell you right now. I got to see him once live. Come on. 
Mm-hmm. He played at the Big E. Really? On the outside stage and still one of my top concerts I've ever seen. That dude was an old man, came out with a bunch of fucking feathers and sequins and crazy shit all hopped up on cocaine. <laughs> doing back, he was, was doing back, was, back flips? Dude, he was playing the piano with his feet and shit and, and <laughs> woo with his toes fucking. Dude was out. He was out and running around on the stage and shit with the weird little little shuffle run he'd do. But the best shit ever was every time he asked the audience a question and everybody would start answering, he'd just yell, shut up. Yeah, With the most serious look on his face when he did it, the whole place would go quiet. And then he'd be like, ah, ah. And then, how about my new piano faster than anybody alive has ever played piano. So yeah, That's he passed. Great. He passed. That's a good story. I never knew you got to see him at the Big E. That's a fond memory of mine. No like, Big E this year. Good. Not yet. Not yet. Not happening. We, nah, we got to get. Dude, these... They already. No, no. I don't even want to hear. Maybe this. a little. We already got our notification that middle school next year orientation's done online. Yeah, yeah. Same Maybe here. literally. Maybe you can go and like pick up some Big E foods. Yeah. Ooh. Curbside. But no Big e. Curbside Instacart. Big E. Instacart. Ooh. Go get me some cream puffs. Yeah, you some cream pies. Was, yeah, well, that's the number one search thing in America. I don't want cream pie. They made fun of it on fucking. They made fun of it on. It's always sunny. Really, cream pie? They, Who gives a fuck about cream pies? They were trying to come up with a successful business, so they looked up one <laughs> of the top search items. And Danny DeVito saw cream pies and thought it was like legit cream pies. Wow! But it's, oh, so like the food, but it's not. Yeah. It's the sex. Act. Yeah, but it was the <laughs> fucking sex act. So he's going up to all these women, like, because he. Hi, would you like a fucking, cream pie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with like in creepy, like Danny DeVito fashion. Yeah, yeah. Cream pie. <laughs> it's beautiful. Wow! So tutti frutti, huh? Yeah, tutti frutti's dead. Uh, all right, so uh, full moon, right? Uh, with Del Toro, uh, Guillermo Del Toro and Isa Lopez, uh, which you know her from Tigers Are Not Afraid, yep. uh, the Mexican horror film. Uh, they're talking about putting together a werewolf western. Nope. nope. Hell yeah. That's a what? double no. No? Why, why no? not? It'd be from dusk till dawn. Have you seen fucking Wolf Cop? That's Wolf Cop. That's not Guillermo del Toro trying to make a werewolf movie. Listen, it could be a werewolf spaghetti western. It could be amazing. Yeah, it could be. I, no, I don't have fucking Danny Trejo in it. I don't know. Did you? That's that's Robert Rodriguez. But have you, different Spanish have you, guy. Have you, I just same shit. Have you seen? Same have you just? I mean, they're not the same person. Yeah, but Guillermo Danny del Toro is known for his work, El Mariachi. Yeah. Fucking, uh, I don't know. Did El Mariachi you... is a spaghetti western. It is. That, that yes, is that, the spaghetti western. Case in point, that is a Robert Rodriguez. So, I mean... You just I... said the other guy. Guillermo. I made a joke. Yeah, he did. I'm fucking drunk, dude. You gotta be a little <laughs> more, like, not so subtle. Yeah. Either way, if you saw Crimson Peak, you know that he can swing and miss. He can, but... Uh, it says here they're working on the werewolf western. Uh, yeah, you read that right. Uh, with uh, producer and the Shape of Water director, Guillermo. And today, Lopez let us know that the film will be very dark, very violent, and a lot of fun. Uh, she said, we started looking at options, and he came to me with this idea for a werewolf, werewolf western. 
And I loved it because who would think of a werewolf western directed by a Mexican woman? Uh, it's such an odd combination. I would definitely want to see that. And I always wanted to make good movies that I want to see. So it's going to be very dark, very violent, and a lot of fun. So They should have Michael Shannon play the werewolf. Real, come on, you right? know as well as I do that He's making, a werewolf, for some shit. making a werewolf movie is a very slippery slope to making something stupid. Yeah, but see, they can they can do it where they do like, the, uh, what's that movie? The, uh, the Not the... The one with the silver bullet. No, no, with the the star in the middle of the hand. The Wolfman. No, the very first Wolfman. Yeah, yeah, where he only turned a little bit. You know, I only saw flashes. Of yeah, it. they could do it like I that. I can see Michael Shannon being that pained man that you yeah. lock me up. Yeah, I, I, I need to say, I, I, it would need to be like Jack Nicholson's wolf for me. Oh, you want to get pissed on? Well, I, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> but <laughs> fucking. Goldenshowers.com. That <laughs> sponsor us. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'll take a look at it. Uh, if they do decide to go ahead full green light this thing. Uh, I do like, uh, I mean, they did kind of uh, uh, Western-esque with uh, uh, From Dust Till Dawn. It had that, that feeling, you know. Vampires. You know, but it was vampires. So... You know, it could be it could be like that where there is a whole den of fucking werewolf cowboys just talking about, oh, you know, cowboy up, fucker, you know. I think werewolves are always cool. Just give me mad werewolves. Give me a whole gang of them. Yeah. Did you like Underworld though? I never really watched that. Oh, okay. So we that's good. I, I saw Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop was good. Watch uh, that. Bad Moon? Yeah, Bad Moon. No, I love Bad Moon. Silver, like I love Bad Moon. Silver Bullet. Uh, uh what's that? What's that with the black? Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, the werewolf, and that was really yeah. Cool. Late Late Phases. Monster was good. Squad. Watch Late Phases. Late Phases is good. Yeah, it's good. That's no. We're telling you to watch that. We're saying watch Late Phases. That's watch a wicked. It. That's a win. That one's got no dog soldiers. New-ish. It's newer than Dog Soldiers, but it's a very interesting take on werewolf story. Yeah. Huh. All Have right. you watched Dog Soldiers yet, Ryan? No. Yeah, you watch it. Oh, Dog Soldiers is cool. No. Yeah. No. The Howling motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome to the colony, bitch. I remember the Howling being disappointing. I haven't seen it in years. What? It's the Howling's amazing. Bro. I remember it sucking. Being bro, that bro. fuck. <laughs> All right, so moving on from the werewolf dick. Uh, so uh, you guys know Mike Flanagan, right? You know his work. No. You don't know his work? Should I know his work? Did I just throw myself out there? You don't know his work. Come on, bro. No. Haunting on Hill House, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know. I know those projects. Yes, I don't know what he did with them. But do you I know. know? Do you know Christopher Pike? I know that he wrote. He he writes things. He wrote. He did write things. Uh, he wrote uh, "Wicked uh, Wicked Heart" and "The Immortal." He he was like uh, like a R.L. Stein's Fear Street kind of counterpart. But uh, but uh, yeah. So <laughs> what's so funny? No, nah, just you know, just take I'm it. Not your, 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 I'm just going no, to my fridge. No, your bike is. <laughs> Very sensitive. It's like we can hear everything. 
<laughs> really? Um, yeah. sorry. No, I tell like, you. Angel's talking, and I can hear you, like, clinking bottles in your fridge. <laughs> Do you have hardwood floors? I have Doc Martens on. I'm going to take them off. Uh, so, Christopher Pike's uh, 1994 novel, The Midnight Club, is becoming a Netflix series. Uh, so, that's uh, Fong, uh, Leah Fong from Once Upon a Time, um, and then Intrepid's Trevor Macy. Uh, this book takes place at Rotterdam Home, a hospice for terminally ill teenagers. A group of patients begin to gather together at midnight to share scary stories. They eventually make a pact that whichever of them dies first will contact the others from beyond the grave. That sounds fucking depressing as fuck. Who'd it's, want to watch that? I, I, I guess I, I do. I do. What about you? Of course. This sounds so sad. That's three no's like in I a row. Every episode. You're like, I'm, I was like, rip, rip to little Richard. You're like, no. I'm like, all right, full moon and werewolves with Guillermo del Toro. I didn't no. know the R.I.P. to little Richard. You asked. I'm like, Christopher. I even told a fond memory. That's and I said, fun. Christopher Pike is. Oh, you such a contrarian. Uh, Christopher Pike's making his his books into a show. You're like, no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's coming out to Netflix. We love Netflix. So which one's the edgy one? Is that you, Angel? I'm not. <laughs> I think you're the edgy one. I, Brian's definitely not. Yeah, Ryan. He never says no. No, he I'm, the, I'm the clown. I'm just here to fucking be dumb. <laughs> uh, speaking of dumb, remember last week we talked about Becky? Oh, I watched the trailer. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah, I watched. The trailer. What do What do you think? No. <laughs> that gets it now. That is the second, the second thing, the second you got fucking Kevin James trying to pull his best Patrick Stewart in green in the green room. Oh, is that what it is with him on the swastika on the back of his head? Yeah, yeah. I saw he's, that. Oh, I didn't know if that was for real. I thought that was yeah. a joke. Nah, he's, he's doing he's, his Eddie Norton. He's really he's gonna a, be a fucking Nazi he's a, motherfucker. He's a neo-Nazi home invader. That big dumb fuck. Yeah, with a, he's that. got a big black dyed beard, and he's. Oh, I gotta and, see this. And he's. Why do we have the trailer? Oh, you don't have the trailer. You don't have the I didn't look. No, I watched it afterwards. I just want to yeah. Google his picture though. It's yeah. uh. What's so, the name of it? Uh, Becky. I mean, at one it's, James, at Becky. one point, it looks like he lost. He loses his eye, and he's got like the Carl from fucking Walking Dead wraparound <laughs> eye patch on. Yeah. But, and uh, but it's like it, Home Alone. It looks, does booby it, traps. Lo- it looks stupid. Oh my and then god! The, 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 the part that she's on the phone with him, she's like, "Sometimes a little girl is only a little girl. Sometimes that little girl can kick ass." And then he's like, "Bitch, give me the key." And then it's Fuck like it. a montage of her like decimating like. Clearly, we know that she sets him on fire at the end too. They did not. Do a good job of hiding that in the trailer. No, because they want the end of the trailer is her doing it. They want you to watch the movie. So, how do you know it's him? Yeah, because it's the scene. The end of the movie is him like shit talking her, and she's like, sometimes it's not every. It's like not every little girl's a good little girl, and then she like Then she shoots like fucking uh, like lighter fluid at him through a bonfire, and the stream shoots at him. Yep. That's like, uh, what's that, that movie? Oh, I forget what movie it was. He's all bloody and beat up with his eye dripping and shit, and she's setting him on fire. The fact that Joel McHale is in it 
He gets ruined. choked out in two seconds. I know, as but expected. It's still, Joel, it's still Joel McHale. I don't think he has that Jason Bateman quality where yeah. he can play the same guy, but put it in. I don't know who the fuck that dude is. That's from the, the guy soup. From, from Community. The soup. My wife likes that shit. Um, yeah, he's. <laughs> I don't know. I watch this just to see. I, I, I'm curious now. Honestly. Kevin James is outright racist in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, Joel McHale. Oh, is he? That's yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. No, I think he's trying when to. You hear, when you hear him, it's him talking to an interracial couple. Yeah. And oh, when you hear God. what Kevin he says, when it? you hear what he says to them, it's like instant. That's the scene. That's the part where the trailer is like, oh, what is this going to be? He's like racist statement. They're like, you need to leave. It's yeah. Like, nah. Pretty much. As he's talking about his dog, he's like, have you seen my Rottweiler? It's pure breed. It's a pure breed. No, yeah, he's like, they have this crazy ability to blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah. And he goes, you get that from not mixing breeds. Yeah. Because they're, they're an interracial couple of some sorts. Like, that that dude is, like, totally, like, you know, when I think of the white race and what <laughs> is perfect about it, when I think of the white knight, the best thing, when I think of the purest example of whiteness, I think of Kevin James. There you go. Not Dolph Lundgren. Not Brad Pitt. Kevin James. Kevin James. I would say that Kevin James is a fairer representation of white people. Weight fluctuator. Thinks he's funnier than he is. Rides off of his friends for success. Perfect. That sounds perfect. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like Kevin James. I feel attacked. You I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you feel attacked, James. As the only, as the only white guy here. <laughs> oh shit, Ryan. You're a minority. You're. I'm the, I don't think there's a minority right here. You're Egyptian. He's uh, Puerto Rican. We ain't white. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so Becky, the trailer has dropped. Check out Kevin James do his ber- his best fucking Eddie Norton in American History X uh, against a 14-year-old girl. So that, as soon as he got the script, he was like, sign me up. Sign me no, up. He was, no, he was. I'm uh, ready to try something different. No, they had somebody else casted for that role, and the person bounced on it, and Kevin James was the second choice. Uh, who they have? Vince Vaughn? I can see Vince Vaughn doing that. No, it wasn't Vince Vaughn. No, you can't Dante. put Vince Vaughn in that. He learned. He learned Vince what Vaughn's happens. Too cool. Vince he Vaughn's tri- too cool. You can't have him play a white supremacist. First of all, if you notice, he hasn't done anything even remotely serious since fucking since his remake of fucking uh, no, Psycho. He, he just he was just in. Uh... No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. <laughs> fucking no, no. <laughs> he was in a couple movies just recently. Serious movies? Yeah, yeah, serious. I think movies. he was in one good one, one like Jail one or something. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Uh, <coughs> uh, it was. Uh, yeah, Dodgeball. No, <laughs> yeah. he was in uh, Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine, and then in yeah, another. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's I've I definitely seen heard that, of that. It's cool. I've, dude, are you kidding me? It's been. All over the place. It's by Z I know. Craig. I heard it's awesome. It's by. Uh, well, I'm Z- fucking late to the party on everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's done by uh, Z Craig Zayler, and then he also did uh, fighting with the family. <laughs> that dragged across concrete. 
I didn't Never mean to, I, didn't, I didn't mean to read Fighting with My Family. That's the wrestling movie. That's the true story movie. Yeah, that's the true story. True story of what? Uh the chick that became a wrestling champion fucking chick. Porn porn star. China? No, no, no. One of my friends was involved in killing China. What? So one of my friends was like involved in that group of people that brought China over here to film that documentary. And they pretty much killed her. Because she moved over to Japan. She was straight. She was thriving. Then they convinced her, hey, come to the United States. We'll film a documentary about you. Then, like, a year later, she just overdosed on drugs. Really? Is that, is that after the porno career? Yeah. What, what, wait, 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 wait. You guys are saying career. She got fucked once on... No, <laughs> that's not... Yeah, dude, there's multiple. There's... The Avengers fucking parody film. What? She did one night in China, another night in China, and she did the Avengers and, one. And there's another one that's a parody of WWF WrestleMania. Yeah. Where, and she, then she, yeah, like, where she banged Ron Jeremy. And then she went to fucking who Japan. Was Je- who was Ron Jeremy? Jake the Snake? No, he was just Ron Jeremy. He just showed up <laughs> and like, banged her. <laughs> she oh. went like, to hey, Japan. down from 10. And she was good. She was, like, living in Japan, and this fucking dude, uh, this fucking asshole in Boston, was like, yo, come to United States. He convinced her to come to the United States, and they were going to do a documentary about her, and that was their meal ticket. And they talked her into coming back over here, and then she got back into drugs, and she was, like, dead a year later. Wow. And one of my friends was, like, one of the a producer on it. And so, he called you, and he's like, I think I killed China. I don't like, think he killed her. I think he but he was in the group of people that brought her over here. Like the dude, it's a big story. The dude that directed it and has all the footage is dude, Eric. I can't remember his last name, but he just got busted for like, uh, dealing heroin. And if you look it up, director of China documentary gets busted for drugs. Like it's a whole big thing. Sorry to derail our whole conversation. No, that's all right. Uh, we're going to have to, Revisit this on our Patreon exclusive episodes. We're gonna d- dig deep into China. Oh yeah, I'll dig oh way deep God. into it. I'll so, get my lot, my facts in a. I'll do some research. Yeah, do some research. We'll do an exclusive. We're gonna. We're I gonna just be, like to yell about that when you're I like because that upsets I, me. The guy I know killed China. Well, he <laughs> didn't kill her, but his friend killed her. So Vince Vaughn can't they play. Killed a, her. So by, they should have let her stay in Japan. So ultimately, Vince Vaughn wouldn't play a good racist, is what you're saying, because no. that's how we started no. talking. I'm sure he he's a great actor. He would be a great racist, but we all like him so much. Yeah, and I just true. fucking hate Kevin James. So all right, Kevin nope. James is just filling the void that was left by Chris Farley. Uh, barely. Yeah, barely. No, but that's he would come out. Imagine grown ups. Chris Farley yeah. as like a clan member, like playing a racist. It would be hilarious. That would be genius. He'd win awards. <laughs> yeah, he would win. He would. Like, he I would. was so brave of him to yell the N word for a half hour. Today. Oh, oh, oh my god! Legit, legit. So, all right, moving on before we get crazy. So it says here, King's corns make for hard equilibrium. Uh, so equilibrium or director? Remember equilibrium? That was a terrible movie. It was. Matrix Jr. Yeah, with... Oh, yeah. With where is he? What's his name? Christian Bale. 
Oh, I thought you were gonna say Christian Slater, and I was gonna be like, probably. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's filming a new take on Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Stop in Australia, I, and this is revisiting a conversation we had about remakes like a month ago, where we're like, "Hey, no one's looked at Children of the Corn." Children of the Corn just got remade. When? Like two years ago. Did it? I didn't know that. Yeah, and it was actually better than the original. Really? Yeah, the first one wasn't that good. The second one was pretty dope. It was a the remake. First one of, kind of was boring. It was a remake of the first story, but it followed Stephen King's story closer. Okay. And it was way more fucked up. Huh? Way did this come out? Up. I didn't even know like, about it. Like, like this dude's like killing kids, having a having a. They they put back the original storyline where he's a Vietnam vet. Okay. And he has like a like she gets like they they in the book they kill her they don't kidnap her they uh-huh. kill her and he like snaps in like a Vietnam flashback style Ooh. and he just starts fucking killing like eight year olds stabbing like, them in the neck like Tom <laughs> like like Tom Damn. Cruise like Tom Cruise and uh, Born on the Fourth of July like that but more like like when Arnold wakes up in Total Recall. Yeah. He, he gets out his Vietnam knife and he just he's like grabbing eight year olds and slitting their throats and shit and fucking. <laughs> like, I remember that coming on and I was just like, this is gonna be stupid, but we'll watch it. And by the end of it, I was like, what the? Oh, fuck that was a sci fi joint, right? Yeah, and it was good. Huh? <laughs> I'm looking Wait, at it now. I didn't even bed, know. Bro. That was 2009. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. All right. So ten. So eleven years ago. Oh, it happened in two. Oh man, dude, it was good. I okay. forgot about that too. I have to check that out. Then I didn't know that. I All thought right. it, it happened like two years ago, and I just it, wasn't paying attention. But dude, now it I was kind of. It was gory as shit. All right. So I guess someone else is making it. Uh, the guy from uh, Christian Slater's Equilibrium. So it says here, uh, Luca Lucas Foster. Luca Magnata. Yes, uh, that guy. Yeah, so that's getting remade. Uh, remember when this dude got his fucking head bit off in uh, Tammy and the T-Rex? Yep. <laughs> I have that, but I haven't watched it yet. What? We just covered it. Yeah, check oh, out that episode. Available everywhere. So I guess, sir. The, huh? Hold on. Do you have the gore cut or the original? Oh, I have the one the vinegar syndrome did with the fucking yeah, yeah. crazy yeah, that's the cover. Yeah, yeah, that's the gore cut. That is such a better movie. Yeah. No word. So yeah. I guess Australia's uh growing corn. So look oh. out for look out for that. Look out for that. Children children of the corns. You know what you don't need to look out for? What? Another Texas chainsaw re- reboot. You mean the Texas AARP massacre? Dude, first of all, they already did Leatherface is 60. They're doing it again. That was the last one that came out. I don't know. I didn't see that it one, was, so it never happened. I didn't see it never happened. With your, with, your, with, your, with your girl there with the boobs. Oh, Diodaro? They made him 60? Yeah. He, was, he 60? was an old man. He was an old man in that one. No, I think he was just it, a basement dwelling fucking. No, yeah, but it was now. Oh. It took place now. He was supposed to be like in his 60s. I didn't know that. He seemed very yeah. agile, like the like the big dude from. Uh, I don't uh, remember. First he does of all, yoga. I, 
First of all, I have never heard anybody describe anything Leatherface does as agile. He's always like a loafing giant person. Yeah, but he moves quick. He's big. He's quick for a big guy. Like yeah, but he runs like like I am. He's quick, but he's still running like the fat kid in gym class. Uh, With the weird, with the weird, my thighs are burning. Oh, you mean the hop, the little skippy hop? Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Fetty Alvarez is still going ham on this. it was supposed to start shooting earlier this week, but guess what? Coronered, uh, and that said, today they have the story details, including Leatherface being a six-year-old chubby dude named Kenny. So they're gonna kill Kenny, right? Right, Ryan, your favorite South Park. Chubby yeah, guy. kill that fucker. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I've never declared that to be my favorite. For sure. Uh, so it says. Uh, uh, according to the latest casting call, the new Leatherface is listed as a non-speaking role and primarily expresses himself with guttural noises that range from a howling belly laugh to a pig-like squeal. Uh, Sounds just like you, Ryan. He's going to be like, oh, 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 I killed her. And then, bree, bree, bree. Yeah, fucking bree. Uh, I can't, but, I can't uh, do it anymore, but I used to be able to do it in uh, 2006. You did when uh, with uh, that other band you used to play with. Yeah, that shitty band. Uh, Let's not talk about that. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I've hold him ordered. <laughs> uh, but it says here his time is spent inside watching TV, uh, which is something that triggers his laughter. It's also revealed that he shields his face in an effort to avoid his picture being taken. Uh, they continue on to reveal the one person who can calm Kenny's tantrums is Mrs. MC. She's a seventy to eighty year old hot grandma and seems to actually be a warm. Honest lady who has fostered abandoned children for decades. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds erotic. It sounds like you know, like they're ha- trying to make Texas Chainsaw the new, the next generation again. Uh, yeah, that Just or no, fu- no fucks given. Yeah, hot water burn baby, right? Se- sexy grandmas and fucking. Yeah, so uh, you know, nothing gets to me harder <laughs> than a sexy grandma. Okay. You know, I love uh, that shit. I love that shit. Uh, She's also, all gray. And I was like, oh, do you want, would you like some cake? Do you want me to make you a sandwich? She's a grandma. <laughs> so, she got those grandma bags. <laughs> so, like I said, AARP <laughs> massacre. This, 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 is, this goes in line with uh, the new American Horror Story. <laughs> oh my god so yeah Fetty Alvarez is gonna have a laugh a belly laughing Kenny be the new Leatherface and I can't wait <laughs> I'm derailed yeah so I don't know but what I do know is don't forget to hit up Wuchi.com for your pro quality prosthetics and SFX makeup all year round uh, use special discount code Mandy Strange. For fifteen percent off your entire order, M A N D I E S T R A N G E for fifteen percent off, right? Yeah, this episode is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. <laughs> drink that drinky drink. <laughs> yeah, you guys get coffee. Lake it's closing time. The store will be closing in 15 minutes. 
But the night crew still has work to do. Because there's one last customer who isn't satisfied. No. This creep keeps calling her. He's driving us nuts. Leave me alone. He wants to slash their prices. <gasps> Who's there? He wants to cut their inventory. <gasps> You're crazy! In fact, he wants to chop. Until they all drop. I saw him kill Linda. <gasps> And now, he's turning their retail store... There's gonna be one more killing here tonight. ...into a wholesale slaughterhouse. I'm just crazy about this store. Intruder. All right, so we're back. Uh, we're going to be going into, because we're covering Antrim a little bit, and then we're going to get rude with the intruder. Uh, but Cursed Films is the, the first thing we're going to be talking about with Antrim. So uh, I know Shudder has that new bullshit show, uh, Cursed Films or whatever it is, and Ricky is uh fond of that right you like the crow, crow. oh i love it it was great uh it was really cool broke down a lot of myths and kind of debunked them too yeah and just a really interesting concept thought it was a dope ass series all right so i know that some i got i pulled up a bullshit list here from flavorwire.com uh so it says here poltergeist uh we've talked about this before numerous times uh where people uh, got killed, uh, got stabbed up, choked out, set on fire. Or was yeah, that, oh, uh, wait, what or, was or, it? Dominic Dunn. Dominic Dunn was killed by her boyfriend, who was a sous chef in L.A. Okay. She and, choked, uh, to she choked to death in her driveway. Yeah. yeah he was with just super look, jealous and killed her. Looking, with people looking. Oh, so yeah. Was... And then he got let off after, like, what, like five years, ten yeah. years? Yeah. Huh, interesting. Really soon after. It was fucked up. Uh, we got the omen on this list as well. Uh, so this says that uh, some 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 somebody's hotel got bombed up. Somebody got somebody got decapitated in the same. The guy that got decapitated died the same way. Okay. And it was like six 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 point six six in uh, wherever they shot. Wow, interesting. So the IRA, yeah, it was the, real weird. The IRA were responsible for that bombing. Uh, we got Rosemary's babies. 1968, we know that. Uh, Anton LaVey was rumored to play the devil of Roman Polanski's Rosemary's Baby. Rumored? Which, I thought he did. Nah, it says which never happened. Uh, oh. Yeah, but it says, but the Black Pope was friends with Masonite Susan Atkins, who played a role in the murder of Polanski's pregnant wife, Sharon Tate. I mean, that one's like too simple. Cursed films. A lot of weird shit happens. So, uh, Ryan had a uh, Yesterday said that he was going to take a gander at uh, Antrim here. Uh, I've seen it floating around, and I, I've been wanting to check it out, too. So we checked it out uh, separately because it's social distancing 2020. Yes. Um, but uh, so it says here, Antrim, in case you haven't heard of it, uh, is Antrim, the deadliest film ever made. It's like a mockumentary slash here's the movie with a wrap of peace, correct? 
it's marketed as an actual documentary. Yeah. So it says here uh, it's a 2018 horror film created by uh, and directed by David Amito and Michael Lacini. Uh, the film is divided into two parts, an opening and closing frame narrative in the form of a mockumentary and a feature film. The documentary purports to tell a story of Antrim, a movie released in the late 70s that supposedly has uh, deleterious effects on those who watch it. The bulk of the movie is made up of what is allegedly the only known print of Antrim, which has itself been altered by no known third party. Because I thought that part was cool when they said when they examined the film. That yep. there was that other clear film on top of it with all the shit, the sigils scratched and, into it. And spliced in footage of violence. Yeah, so. If you notice in the opening of it, they have the that fake Russian, right? The fake Russian yep. letters and shit. Yep. Uh, I always thought that, looking at that, I kept thinking, like, that doesn't look like any Russian. I, it mimics Russian writing, but, yep. like, they couldn't find anybody to, like, actually, like, translate Russian. Right. Like, I, I don't know. This was missteps. And then and then there's one part in the when they go back towards the end when the doctor shows up. I've seen that dude like they fucked that. That one thing kind of fucked it up. It took me out of it a little bit because I'm like, oh, hey, that's the half black, half Japanese dude from that other movie. But yeah. like, because like throughout the whole movie, it's like unknown actors. And then even on Wikipedia, they're not clickable. They're just like they Blair right. Witch, you know. You know, 2018, basically. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, what did you think? I honestly loved it. Yeah. I I went into it. I believe I said before we started it that it was, I was like, I'm prepared to be disappointed. Yeah. And, um, I mean, other than a couple, there was a couple things in there that hit me wrong. Um, most in particular would be where the scene where they're in the boat. Yeah, and she jumps in the water. Yeah, the camera is in the water with her going underwater and everything. They didn't have that in the fucking seventies, like that. <laughs> like that was I was like, well, that's that just fucking put a giant hole in that. Also, the fact that the two leads were clearly American, were speaking American. Yeah, yeah, but everybody, even, and then a random Japanese guy. Yeah, and then and then the two what Swedes. I, I don't know. I think they might have been like a Slavic. But um, I honestly found... What's the fucking difference? I don't know. ESL, bro. I don't know. He's the one breaking it down. <laughs> um, they were from... They weren't from here. Um, I, I thought it was great. I love the fact that it's like... Uh, taking out the documentary thing, I could have totally done without that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I get what it was for. It was to perpetuate the... Uh, the yeah. myth you're gonna die film. you're gonna die i like that whole concept and then they're like and here's the movie like people everybody that's watched this died terribly yeah. and people, they're like i've never watched it i've only heard and then they're like hey we found a copy now we're gonna show you yeah i really like the fact that the movie like it flipped the script then it flipped the script again and then i felt that there was a third flip yeah and then a twist at that Correct. Which almost which almost fucked me up because I felt like the movie ended and then I rewound it a little bit. And I don't know if I zoned out or something on it, but then yes. there was like this whole ending that I didn't see the first time. That you didn't see the first time? The where where she's in the tent. Yeah. 
and he's walking with the bear trap. Like, I was like, when the hell did this happen? I just saw the end. And um, I I really love the concept behind the film that it really is, a, it's almost like a, like uh, a, a psychology test. Like they're, they're fucking, they, the movie was designed to fuck with your brain. They say it and they say it in the, the after, after the movie's over when they're in the credits. Well, yeah. Cause they, they stay, they're talking about, uh, Hey, can they're I... talking about it? Like it's like some, like, Ooh, this mysterious film was done with all this stuff. But at the same time, they're also explaining what they did. Yeah. Cause they're talking about binaural. They uh, dude, I'll tell you right now that shit. I'm a firm believer in binaural beats, and that movie was fucking loaded with them because yeah. shit soundscapes were making me feel uneasy. Yeah. They made a very strong feeling of dread. No, they did, and that was the thing. Like to to touch on your your flip the script thing, uh, because there's a time you know the kids seeing all the shit in the woods, uh, Cerberus and uh, you know the three headed dog, and all that shit, and uh, he's. You know, and then she goes, dude, I lied to you when he's freaking the fuck out. And then he's like, no, but Ike came to me, which is basically the shaman. Uh, yeah. Like they, they touched upon on the end with the dreadlocks and, yeah. you know, um, and, and she's he's like, no, I talked to him. He told me you were going to try to trick me. And then it's like, and who the fuck was Ike? Because there wasn't really an Ike. Well, there was when he was behind the, the, the diner. He said it. Right. Right, but, but I'm saying that, but she, that was the thing, yeah, she made it up. She made it up, but then I felt to me, and I don't know if you felt the same way, that when he was faced with a real horror, which is when they were, he was about to get fucking baked inside the the, the Baphomet fucking statue, yeah. uh, you know, by the, the crazy guys. That was like the real demons, like in real life, real life horror. So they experienced real life horror. They went back. You know, they got freed or whatever. And then she, uh, he was faced with actual truth. He found the dog that, that she, uh, that she, <laughs> that she was faced with actual truth. So she found the dog. I mean, the little boy found the dog, Nathan, with the chain, with the bear trap. And he realized that, like, oh shit, maybe my, I let my fear get the best of me type of yeah, deal. Yeah, but then the sister yeah. is actually, Surrounded by demons Yeah but that's the thing Now is she That's I, I, what I yeah. loved about this movie Is this movie ends With every question That it posed to you Yeah, It doesn't answer Because she clearly made the book up But did they manifest Just like how you That's what I'm saying yeah. is that, movie, that movie flat out left it They, they asked you The viewer a bunch yeah. of questions with the film, what yeah. the fuck is going on in this movie? And then by the end of it, you still don't know what the fuck was going yeah. on in the movie. Because they clearly say, like, someone did fuck with this. They made it specifically to fuck with you. Uh, someone did put the sigils. There are uh, 107, like they say, there's 170 sigils. Uh, and they all are the variations or, you know, are sigils for Astaroth. Yeah, Which, they're also a Goroth, and yeah. they're the only time that they have ever been put on film. Yeah, so and that's obviously demon demon shit. Um, and uh, Astaroth is the great duke of hell in the first hierarchy uh, with Be Be Beelzebub and Lucifer. 
So he's part this of this shit. I think I applaud it. I recommend it to anybody that likes a good fucking acid trip of a movie. Yeah. Because that's what this movie was to me. It wasn't particularly scary. No, it was not. But, no. but it like fucked me up like on a psychological level. Like it ended and I was just like Well, I like <sighs> I like that they explained the symbolism because we've we've covered movies like The Void that have the triangle. Uh, you know, Hellraiser stuff has symbolism with triangles and, you know, kinda inverted shit. And you know, and then Christianity with the Holy Trinity. You know, the three, the three way. And uh, so, like, I did like that they at least said that symbolisms go across the board and then you interpret them or use them to however you, you see fit. You know what I mean? Somebody did their homework with this movie. Yeah. And uh, and and I think they achieved exactly what they set out for with it. Yeah. I mean, like I, I would... said, a couple of things that could have been that could have been done differently just for the sake of the film. Yeah. But I mean, I thought the pacing was great. Yeah. Like that it's for the different levels in the story, like it was slow going and creepy yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden they're like real life horror and that yeah. shit went out of control. And I like and I like that their mission was such a like a like a like a innocent mission. We're going to go save our dog's soul. Because yeah, we we find out that the dog attacked Nathan, and then that even says like they and scratched him. And the mom him. told him that the dog was going to hell. Yeah, so you know, and the t- and the sister, and that's the other thing. Like I, I I I'm like, all right. So towards the end of it, with all the shit and the headspace that you're in and all that shit, so you man you ended up manifesting evilness anyway because evilness happened on that land. So you opened up yourself, you know, to to. For, to the mysticism of everything. You know what I think it was? What? My interpretation, my official interpretation of that film, because yeah. I do feel that Antrim is a movie for interpretation. Yes, yes. I believe that it came for her. Yeah. Because she mocked it. Yeah. And that was clearly a suicide forest that they were in. Is it? Yeah, it was a suicide for us. Yeah, that's why they had the big sign in front of it with the, with the, you know, suicide prevention and all the yeah. little like trinkets left in memory of people. Yeah. Um, I think that she went there. She fu- she fucking mocked some shit in an area where real shit's going down. Yeah, yeah. And I think it came for her at the end. But instead of like possessing her, which I love, it set up that ambiguous ending where you don't know. You think she took her own life, or she did she put a bullet through her brother's fucking head? I think she put a bullet through her brother's head, and I think yeah. that was her punishment. Yeah, that's the ultimate atonement to uh, making life. She had, she destroyed innocence. She did a hundred percent because she had this kid believing like I can save my dog. One nuts and hallucinating that there was shit going on in the forest, and that 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 husky was fucking a three headed fucking hound dog from hell gate you know he's like we're at and he's calling out we're at the second level <sighs> we're at the third level you know he what i pre- scratched me we're you know at the fourth pre- he's like going through the motions of like descend into pre- madness i particularly liked uh all the little uh through the plastic screening dark footage of i guess it was satan yeah yeah. Or I'm going to go with it was probably a Goroth. Yeah. 
Oh, the smiling one? That that one yeah. was creepy. It was like it looked Where like a like, still frame. Yeah, and then it like tilted its head just a little bit and it started yeah. doing the I was like, well, like Ooh. chattering its teeth. Yeah, yeah. But it's just out of focus in the dark. Yeah. And, but it stayed on it. And I'm like sitting there, and Mandy was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> and she was, she's like, I'm not putting myself through this. And um, I'm sitting next to her, and I'm like, free. She's like totally fine over here. And I'm like having like a panic attack. Yeah. Like with the soundscape hitting me. And I, you know, I was baked. So it was you like, you did hit me up, and you're like, I might be too fucked for this movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> when was, he when it popped up on screen and the demons like look, it, they made it look like it was in your TV. Yeah, no legit. Looking at you. When so, that I mean, started happening, it was great. Yeah, that's the, that's the other thing. Like, yeah, it was made to look like it was in the seventies, shot on thirty-five millimeter film or whatever, or, or if it was, I don't know. But I feel like they achieved the found footage, uh, supposed found footage, you know, yeah. uh, of of it. You know what I mean? Until the camera went underwater, where the yeah. And uh, that actor showed up talking about, yeah, I believe that. I'm like, dude, you were in another movie. You fucked up. Why'd you cast? I know he's a bit actor, but he's yeah. known. If you'd have just kept it 100% fucking organic, then I would have stayed through it. That took me, like, out of it. I was like, oh, this is, yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> All right. But, so, yeah. speaking, so speaking of it's a movie. Uh, yeah. We have had Ricky sitting here so quietly. Yeah, so let's uh, let's bring Ricky back into the fold with tonight's movie, uh, second movie, uh, Intruder. Uh, so I'm going to read some taglines here. He's just crazy about this store. Unnerving, unrelenting, diabolical. From the creators of Evil Dead 2 comes Intruder. A new dimension in Terra. If this one does not scare you... You are already dead. So, <laughs> so was um this whole film like this choice? Was this payback for Toxic Adventure too? No, <laughs> no. But Ryan, Ryan, give me some info about this movie. Uh, Intruder is a 1989 American slasher film written and directed by Scott Spiegel. Uh, co-written by Lawrence Bender and produced by Sam Raimi. In it. In it. The ex-boyfriend of a checkout girl at a supermarket returns at closing time to make trouble. They quarrel and the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, is ejected from the store. After the lockdown of the building uh, to take inventory, the employees start dying off and the survivors must eventually find a way to escape with their lives. No, you got to read it. With their lives. With their lives. There you go. So uh, it starts one Elizabeth Big Cox as Jennifer Ross. She's unclickable, but that hair, though, uh, and then uh, MC Hammer pants she had on. She's the main character. Uh, but on the box, she is not. Uh, we got one Renee Estevez as uh, Linda. She was uh, touted as the main character, but we really quickly know that she perishes rather quickly. She's one of the, I think, one of the, either the first or the second kill. But she is getting top billing because she is an Estevez. Yes, and she's also a Sheen. Well, the Sheens are really Estevez. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Estevezes are Sheens. Right? Sheen's. No. Sheen's the are Estevez. Yes. Sheen's the fake name. 
Uh, so yeah, so that's why because she was the small sister of, uh, of Carlos Estevez and Emilio Estevez. Yeah, and then we got one dude. I never heard of Ramon. We have a Ramon Estevez. Uh, he must because his name it. He goes by Raymond Sheen. Who the fuck was that? Which one was that? No, he's not in the movie, but he was in. Uh, let's see here. He was an actor. So he says he was a theater performance uh, in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, and he also played uh, uh, with Burt Reynolds. In a play. Burt Reynolds. With the oh, so he's, done, so he's done two plays. Yeah, but filmography, he was in The Dead Zone, 1983. Uh, State of Emergency. Uh, Beverly Hills Brats. Remember that? Nope. <laughs> Alligator to the mutation. Ooh, I remember that one. Yeah. And then of man of, of man of passion. Wait, like that? No, it's passion. Oh. Uh, it's the greatest hits hits album released by What? Nope. That's wrong. Alright, not not reading that. So Ramones the Ramones. He's the, he is the least successful of the Estevez clan. Yeah, and then we got Dan Hicks uh, who played Bill Roberts. Uh, he was also in Evil Dead 2 and Darkman. Uh, and he was in Spider-Man. Guess what he played in Spider-Man 2? I don't know. A train passenger. Woo! <laughs> he got C. Thomas Howell. And then in My Name is Bruce. Have you seen that yet? Yes. yes, I have seen that. It's amazing. He played a dirt farmer. So if you know who the dirt farmer is, that's the guy. Also on Tubi. Yes, that's right. So, prominently on Tubi. Prominently. Uh, we What's got... the thing with Tubi, though, where it like, jumps? Have you noticed when you watch movies on there, sometimes it jumps to a... Uh... Commercial? No, like a different part of it for a second. Oh. Nope. Maybe it's your internet's. That's really? on your, yeah, it's on your end. Yeah. That doesn't happen to everybody? No, the only no. thing I've noticed about Tubi, because I'm, I'm also using a PS3 to stream, mm-hmm. is that uh, it lags a little bit when I'm like going through the you know, the screens. I oh. noticed that there's a, a lot more shit in there than they like to get to know about. You have to yeah. search. You do have to. You have to be specific. Yeah. Specific. Like, I typed intruder in and I had to literally type in intrude yeah. before it gave me the movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, and then we got Sam Raimi uh, as Randy. Uh, he was the guy with the, they got the, the hook through the face. But we know him from Dark Man, A Simple Plan, Drag Me to Hell. Genius film director. You know, some little short films like that. You know? I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Eugene Robert Glazer as Danny. Uh, he was in La Femme Nikita of uh, the TV show. And uh, CSI, a lot of TV, a lot of TV. Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, a notable, notable credit there. Uh, we got Burr Steers as Bub. You remember him? He was the guy that got his head crushed. Yes. Uh, was he the really young one that was, like, annoying? Yeah, and he yeah, had he that. like screamed like a like a girl. Yeah, when he had his head crushed. Yeah, so he's also notably uh, the nephew of writer Gore Vidal. Really? Yeah. So uh, right. he's been in. Let's see here. Uh, Billy the Kid. 
That's your favorite movie, isn't it, Ryan? Young Guns, you asshole. Oh, that's okay. That's what it was. Uh, he was in Reservoir Dogs uh, as an actor. He did voice work on Reservoir Dogs. He wasn't. He was. He wasn't. I was gonna say there was only the fucking ten people that were on the screen the whole time. Who did it tip? Uh, he was in Pulp Fiction. Uh, let's see here. That's Ig- where he was in Igby Goes Down. Uh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. But they turned that into a show with John Ritter, right? That was had it. Uh, that no, that's no, no. That was just a sad way for uh, for John Ritter to go out. Is what that was. All right, so that guy he got his head crushed, and then we got uh, Ted Raimi as uh, Proto's Joe. His uh, he just showed up and listened to the same song on repeat for yeah. as long as they were filming them. Uh, so we know him from, you know, small films as Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Spider-Man trilogies, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Shocker. Uh, yeah, Shocker. Highlight of the film. Uh, Crime Wave, Army of Darkness, Candy Mans, Drag Me to Hell. You know, little stuff like that. Twin Peaks, Baywatch, Supernatural. All that He's shit. Everywhere. He's everywhere. God damn, boy. Don't read all of these. No, I'm not. <laughs> Uh, but there, there's there's some that got top billing and only showed up in the movie for two seconds, and that oh, is Bruce Campbell. One Bruce Campbell as Officer Howard. He was smashed. Yeah, what the fuck? I was waiting. Like I IMDb'd it before. Yeah. And I was like I'm, waiting the whole time for him to show up, and then just like three seconds. He was smashing people's. He was bouncing heads off the fucking cop car. He really did a good job as a cop. Yeah. Except the only thing was, is like the people he was beating up were white. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't really like, you know, topical humor. Yeah. I guess they do beat up white people too. They beat up whoever fucks off. So we got uh, Scott Spiegel also was the bread man, which I thought was a great, a sh- uh, great shot, because they show him like knock on the door with the basket of bread, and then you don't, you just see him like start spurting blood out of his mouth, and oh, he gets dewied. Yeah. And uh, that was actually Scott Spiegel who got stabbed up, uh, the writer and uh, you know the, the person responsible for this. And then Greg Nicotero makes a makes an appearance as a townie in the car. I talk shit. Oh, he also did the effects too. Yeah. So and we know him uh, from Day of the Dead. You know that that type of shit. And he also bumped uh, beers with uh, Tom Savini and uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Yes. So. Uh, all right, so enough about those people uh, and the awesome stuff that they've done. Uh, is this movie awesome? No. <laughs> no, this movie sucks. Wait, you flipping scripts awful. with Ryan? No. No, dog. That's Go why I said it's this revenge for tech. Like, that's why I've drank so much. I thought uh, we're about to watch it again. That's what we normally do during these. So Yeah. <laughs> I figured I'll put a good buzz on. I watched it earlier. Oh, there's a lot of stupid ass camera angles. There was. There was like amateur ass camera tricks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You talking about? You talking well, you about? You talking about like the, the last... scene? The scene here where they got the camera in the cart in the in the shopping cart. Yeah, that was dumb. But there was one in particular where they were like talking in an aisle. Yeah, they had the camera above the aisle, but kind of pointed down in such a just not aesthetically pleasing manner. Mm-hmm. 
it was like some like art school shit, but they just didn't pull it off right. Okay. But uh, I did not. I would not rewatch this. You it's a it's a one and done for you. It's one, yeah. Uh, all right, Ryan. What did you think? I didn't like it. You didn't like but it. I. You agree? I liked the saving grace for this film for me was the was the the effects. The was, effects were great when they um, actually it, happened. Well, it was like the first kill in it. You don't even see it. Yeah, correct. It's the just the wind, it was just the it was just the wind up with the knife. Yeah. And then it went to the watermelon, and I was just like, "Fuck you!" Is this really? <laughs> they did that a lot. This they is? did that joke like three times. I was like, "Is this really?" But I was like, "Is this going to be one of those where they're all going to pop up at the end?" And then as the move, the further the movie went, the crazier the kills got. Yeah, and I think that that was done on that purpose. Was, it that was, was nice. clearly clearly done on purpose, but I mean, the plot was fucking. Terrible. Are you kidding me? Did you realize who was the killer the whole time, or was it just me? No, I knew the whole time. The second they showed him wearing, like, it looked like he was wearing the denim. That fucking shirt, yeah. Like, they weren't, it was like that movie, what was that movie we, we covered, Angel, where they were like, that's the, was that the uh, Blood Harvest? Yeah, Blood Harvest. They're like, that's the mass killer, but it's just a guy wearing pantyhose, and it's like, but it's him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's this guy. You can see his face through the pantyhose. They, like, hid this guy's face, like, in shadow, but not shadowy enough, and then, like, through the grate, like, no, that's him. Well, I don't know. I didn't know The only one in the was. whole movie that had a, the only, the ex-boyfriend, I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't him. Yeah, I knew it wasn't Craig. It was too obvious. But then this other (laughs) guy, the only other one in the whole movie with a reason. Well, at first I was kind of like I thought it was him, but I couldn't really put my finger on it because I didn't notice who it was when it was like the shadowy face. But when I saw the shirt, that was definitely like a fucking giveaway because you knew it wasn't that dude because he was wearing a fucking motorcycle jacket. Yeah. Yeah. But I will, I will give, I will give it the fact that at first I was like, this movie's going on way too long to get into the into the pace part. Of it was only an hour and a half. But it felt like it was like, is this, isn't this over now? Like he's here's the reveal now. When they get into the cat and mouse part after that, yeah. where they're in the aisles and he's got the head, like right up until they showed him carrying the head and eating the sandwich. I was like, this is still going. And then they showed that. I'm like, oh, so they're just not going to care anymore is what this is going to be. Like they just said, fuck it. Now he's going to beat this guy to death with a severed head while eating a turkey sandwich. Yeah. But and he's going to talk about the turkey sandwich or about the sandwich. But then it lost me again in the phone booth where he's chopping him with the meat cleaver. But you can clearly tell that it's not chopping him. He's just hitting him with a plastic cleaver. And it's, I, uh, it's just, uh, there was, the movie was not awesome. The effects were awesome. I, I, the I effects just, were I, awesome in the second half. I just, yeah. I disagree. I, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, the setting is, is in a supermarket. It's balls to the wall craziness. Yes, it's predictable. Uh, but, you know, it's a slasher by numbers fucking fun movie you know what i mean uh it's got the 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 
the the the red herring, which is the boyfriend, which is not you know, like I said, it was so obvious. Yeah, it's so obvious, you know. And then you got the special effects. Yeah, you got him being silhouetted, and, and you know, it's obvious that it's him. But in certain other scenes, it was a taller dude standing in for him, you know. And I just I thought it was it was great, you know. And the end, even with the meat cleaver part, I thought that that was like over the top you know then they had the the cleaver go between the fingers and then he wakes up and the cops are like he's like they did it (laughs) i did like i did that was the last half hour of it was okay like it wasn't bad in the end yeah it was the build-up to it was just yeah i just uh, i just i like i said i thought it was fun um it was a generic slash yeah it's it's it slashes by the number you know what i mean like you know, it I, is, it is, except the gore is way ramped up in this. Yeah, and it's good. Uh, let's see, I put out a question on the Slasher app uh, about the about the movie here uh, and what people thought about it. Did we get responses? Yeah. Nice. Um, so I put up, uh, yeah, Intruder, an almost 90s slasher film with stars, blah, blah, blah. Drop your thoughts below. Uh, so we had a couple people here. It says, fun little slasher. I thought it was an interesting setting. Good gore. A couple jump scares. And in my opinion, some likable characters. Uh, we got also uh, had crazy uh, classic kills and a great ending. Um, seeing all that old school packaging definitely upped the nostalgia factor. The packaging was cool. I do agree with that. The Oreos, you're not though? even, even going to say the names of the people that commented? Oh, I'll say it. Uh, first one was Scary Ant. Uh, second one I said was The Bone Breaker. And then uh, we got Alien Cantation. Uh, some great head mangling. Uh, there's a deleted extended scene on the bandsaw on YouTube. It's super extra raw and gnarly. And then... Um, I like that use, gnarly. Yeah. Uh, Matt, the horror explorer... Uh, said he saw it twice. He loved the uh, cre- creative deaths and the uh, special effects. Um, which I, I agree. I think we all agree so far with the special effects for sure. The only thing I don't agree is that it, it, the movie was it's, it wasn't terrible to me at least. I had fun with it, and that's you know. You no, know. it was. I it's. I don't want to paint it out as like I'm mad. I watched it. <laughs> I'm so bad. Like I'm not Ricky's happy. Over, like Ricky's over there. I'm not happy. Yeah. Um, I but, think it was. It was a. It was definitely. To me, it was a. It was a fun. Most a C level slash. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not like saying I've it's seen D level. Yeah, it wasn't D level, and it wasn't like to- totally horrible. But yeah, yeah. I'm not saying. I don't it's know, like, man. It wasn't very creative. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying by any means it's a ten ten, but. For what it was at the time, it was at the end of the 80s going into the 90s. You know, it was like a last ditch effort. Let's let's make a, you know, balls to the wall, uh, heavy special effects, practical effects, laden, you know, slasher movie. And there was effects that made me like seriously cringe. Yeah. Like it was good in the effects. Like, yeah. All right. So speaking of the effects, what's your favorite kill then? The head saw, uh, right across the eyes. Yeah, that was cool too. I like that. That, uh, that was that was good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, my my uh, okay, Ryan, go with yours. Um, I wouldn't say the kill, 
mm-hmm. is my favorite, but um, it was definitely my favorite effect in the movie would be uh, when Ted Raimi's body gets lowered down on the grate. Oh, yeah. But then, and it's still got the headphones playing, but yeah. when they pull the body back up the grate, it just comes Hell apart. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just fell apart, and I was like, that was, and to me, it was a really good edit. Yeah. I so did. it went it went seamlessly. Yeah. And I was just like, and his body just kept coming. Like, first the head fell off. I'm like, oh, yeah. his head's gone. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. The whole body's been sectioned yeah. into little pieces, and they put it back together just to fuck with her. Yeah. Uh, to 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 get on top of that is I, my favorite. Well, I had two, but that one was uh the Ted Raimi one was when he get he got fucking knifed on the back and then the headphones split in half and they he just like fell off like off screen. I thought that that was cool. Like where, you know, he hit him with so much force that he was able to cut through like the metal fucking, you know, right down the middle of the headphones. And then I liked. Which I felt was a little uh, foreshadowment is uh, Sam Raimi's death because he was always fucking with that hook because of like the department that he was in. He was the meat guy, and uh, I saw that coming, but it was still cool. I liked the edit in that too because he actually had his mouth open towards the hook, and then they like smashed, you know, uh, the effect on it, the practical shit. Yeah. I really liked the one where that dude was uh, in his office and he. Put his eye through it. Oh yeah. Not so much for the gore, but I like the effect of um, all the blood spilling onto the light bulb, yeah. and how it showed it, how it made the whole room kind of glow red. I thought that was cool. I thought I, that was creative. I liked it the first time I saw it in Evil Dead. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, little nod. I took it as a nod. Yeah. Not as a plagiarism. I took that as a nod. So you guys wouldn't believe you guys could get hunted down in a supermarket and chopped up to bits by a crazy guy that's just crazy about the store, bro? Supermarket? No. No, every time I'm in the supermarket, I'm just looking for people to kill. Maybe so. maybe, maybe an Ocean State job lot. <laughs> maybe, maybe at the... Uh, driven, driven crazy by uh, like the by the by uh, all the selection of jellies. It's just too many jellies. Oh, man. At the walk-in clinic, maybe. <laughs> All right. So it says here the film was originally entitled The Night Crew, but distributors felt that the film would be more marketable if it was given a more generic slasher film title. Thus, it was released as Intruder. Uh, it says here Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, and Ted Raimi were all heavily promoted by Paramount as the stars of the film, and their names featured prominently on video and the DVD artwork. None of them are actually the stars of the picture. Sam Raimi plays a supporting character. Ted Raimi has a small supporting role, barely more than a bit part. And Bruce Campbell, like we said, appears in the final scene in a brief cameo. Yo, uh, and that's how you wrote me into this movie. Yeah, I know I did. Yeah, me fucking too, dude. I, I know I did. But IMDb, I was like, oh, Bruce Campbell's the Raimi's? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, it says here Take also... Yeah. yeah. It says here also, the back cover of the DVD release makes it appear that Renee... Estevez is the heroine, uh, whereas in the film, she is the first character to die. So, yeah, it was right. She was the first one, uh, which is the I one. I can't, can't huh? hold it against them, though, because they did the same bullshit with Scream. Yeah, they did. Um, it says here, blah, blah, blah. 
the video represents oh the director's cut because there's some missing uh we we saw with the one with the director's cut on tubi uh i was missing the uh, five minutes of gore uh so it says here, nearly all of KMB's effects footage was removed. The 2005 US DVD release by Wizard Video presents the director's cut. And Synapse Films released an uncensored version of Intruder on Comber DVD, Blu-ray, <clears throat> uh, in 2017. So that's the, that's the one that's coming around right now. But, uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, like I said, by no means is it 10-10. No, but it was fun. It was I. I really enjoyed. It. I, I would get, watch I it would again. Get, I would get madder at you than you did at me when I said I didn't like Kristen Stewart. <laughs> if you try to give this movie a ten, no, no, no. I'd be mad for the next three days. Uh, <laughs> Wait, are we giving it number scores now? No, we're not. We're not doing that anymore. But I'm just saying because to, to piggyback off you guys, yes, I see exactly what you guys are saying. I just I I consume this totally different than you guys did. I mean, obviously. I get it. I made you watch Toxic Avenger too. <laughs> yeah, but I like hey, that movie. That movie is that movie's a national treasure. Yeah, it is. It's like fucking Wizard of Oz compared to it. Uh, all right, little tr- little trivia. So I say here, at one point in pre-production, Toby Hooper was originally set to direct this. Would have been better. Think so? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, have you seen Chainsaw Hookers from Hollywood or whatever yeah. the fuck it's called? I can't even say hooker. It's sex workers. Yeah. It should be Chainsaw Sex Workers. Uh, so it says also the film was partially based around Scott Spiegel's experiences working at the Real Walnut Lake Market in Michigan. It was also something of a remake of an earlier Super 8 short film by him. Uh, the short was a slasher story called Night Crew and featured a more Halloween 1978 inspired killer. So yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's, it's slasher by numbers. You know? you know what? I think the killer like sucking kind of made it suck. <laughs> uh, that's the, you know, if it was like a Michael Myers or like someone like the killer was just lame. Yeah. You know what? It's uh, he was cool. My initial prediction of who the killer was going to be, and Mandy had the same, was that it was going to be. Uh, the uh, the good the good guy. I yeah. knew it was that motherfucker. The, the stalker, the guy that was stalking the shelf that was always like, "Just remember, I'm here for you." Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Blood Harvest. Even, even even Mandy was like, "It's him." Yeah. That's the guy. It's gonna nope. be. She she said. It so was Mandy movie. isn't on this episode, but she still had to watch this. <laughs> well, they wa- they lived together, so they were watching it together. He didn't oh. make her. No. <laughs> But uh, I, I, okay, I'll give you that, Ricky. Because I mean, other than the one-liners, because the dude was full of one-liners, uh, you know. And then even in the beginning, you could tell he was like separating even by writing, because he was like, "All right, you guys got a lot of shit to do today. I'm gonna go take a nasty." And then everyone's like, "What the fuck?" And then like he comes back, he's like, "You, I need the pineapples and the beans." He's like, "Both at the same time." Yeah, it's gonna be a fucking. <laughs> What do you call it? Uh, uh, a fart blossom special. The, the oh fart. my god! And oh, then you know, dude. where'd you get that knife? And leave it to Cleaver. And the fucking you know, we're not even. See, I didn't even pick up on that. Yo, we're I not even like... mentioning the fact that that bitch 
had that knife at the end. Yeah. There is no way in hell that she had that knife. She picked it up. No, she didn't. It was stuck in the lady. It was stuck in her friend. And oh, she yeah, went yeah, right yeah, yeah. under it. And I was yeah. like, grab the knife, grab the knife. I'm like, she didn't grab the knife. She went right <laughs> under the car. And then all of a sudden she has the knife. Yeah. And he's not even like curious about why her hands are still under the car. Well, he was curious when she pulled it out because he asked and her directly. And then he falls backwards in what I can only describe as one of the best, like, scenes that needed a boing. Yeah. In it. Oh my god, dude! The choreography in this fucking when movie. When he falls like over these with the knife in his chest scenes. and the knife like pogo sticks out yeah. of his chest. I thought that dude, was a good shit. touch. Dude, this movie had a couple. There was a fight. It was oh, it so... needed Batman sounds. It, it was, it, dude. It was so choreographed. It was just so like, yeah. Uh, also, I'm just trying to think because there's a few parts in the movie that we rewound just to watch them again because they were so ludicrous. Yeah. And there was the there was the when he goes to attack her at the end, and she takes the glass bottle and hits him in the head. Oh, all it does is goes. It, and it, it goes. Yeah. But it but shatters. Pops it and it goes. It was like it was like almost like he was like, "All right, this scene." Some you know Scott was like, "All right, this scene, she's gonna smash you over the head." And he's it like, "Sounded like she hit him with a plastic yeah. bottle." Yeah, and then he's like, uh, "No, it can't shatter on my head." You know, like I'm an old they didn't man. Have that. They didn't have that insurance. Yeah, so it was like, "All right, so we'll boop it off your face and then we'll smash it on the ground." It literally goes. Yeah. So I mean, watch it. It's on Tubi. Uh, it's free. A lot of people do like the movie. It's been re-released a bunch of times. Um, Watch it because Bruce Campbell's in it for five seconds. Yeah, Bruce Campbell's uh, in it. Yeah, fast forward. <laughs> fast I, forward right. the second half. Oh, yeah, I would say, yeah. All right, so around 42 minutes is, you know. It is, picks up. It picks up, you know. But, like I said. It yeah, it takes it in. Like, it doesn't even need the gore. It's just like. There's well, the so gore many made fucking it, the art made school it. Camera angles and just like it was fun. I mean, there was a camera angle where they shot where she was sweeping the floor, and then they had clearly the camera underneath some glass, and then she picks up that because remember it says on the the remember when they used to write the prices on the tickets, uh, and it said like uh, Jennifer, I love you or whatever her name was. Yeah, Jennifer, I love you. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. And she crumbles it and throws it down, and then she sweeps it. And that's a fucking cool fucking sweep to the next scene. Well, you, you know? can tell that dude definitely just got out of film school and went before he did that. Yeah. But you know, he like also like went on to do a bunch of like dope like films. Did he? Like he's doing the Al Capone. Wait. Let's I'm see. Pretty here. sure he's doing the Al Capone film. Uh, he's uh, best so known for co-writing the screenplay for the movie Evil Dead Two. A longtime friend, Sam Raimi. They went to high school together. So this is kind of like, like you said, probably is his first film. Uh, like, I but I thought he idea, went on Sam. to do like a bunch of dope shit. Yeah. It says here. Quarantine I think film. right now we have something that's about to be coming out. Well, he, he says here in the early 90s, he introduced film director Quentin Tarantino to producer Laren, Lawrence Bender, who helped Tarantino get Reservoirs made. Reservoir Dogs. Oh, Lawrence Bender was the dude that did this. No, it was co-written by Lawrence Bender, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Sorry. I'm drunk. No, nah, it's all right. <laughs> well, let's see here. He did The Rookie. 
What's which which one is that one? Oh shit! With Clint Eastwood, bro, and another Estevez, Charlie Sheen. He's got that Estevez vein. Uh, he's got the Quick and the Dead. Oh, with uh, directed by Sam Raimi, starring. I thought that, that was directed by Sam. Ra- yeah, that was. Yeah, it was directed by Sam Raimi. Yeah, Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Russell Crowe, and Leo DiCap. That was a good oh, movie. Oh, that's right, Russell Crowe. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn Two, he did. Oh. Uh, let's see here. I saw 2001 Maniacs. He was uh, that exec- was him. He was executive oh, producer yeah, on that. that. Uh, Drag Me to Hell. He was the. He just acted in it. Uh, but I thought I saw a uh, Jean Claude Van Damme movie here. Oh no shit! Lionheart. He was an actor. He was the fight. Oh, bookie. that movie was garbage. He was a fight bookie. What? You don't like him fighting in empty pools? I don't know. I just remember it being shit. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to hurt that man. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So, Intruder. Uh, I think that's enough with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Like we said, on Tubi. It's not a 1010, but it'll the fill- effects. If you're a Nicotero nut. It'll fill you up. Yep. <laughs> you get it? It'll fill you up like a fart blossom special. Yes. So, all right. You want to wrap this shit up? Ricky. Yeah. Thanks for stopping what by. Up? Thanks for stopping by hanging out tonight, bro. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry I got so hammered. But no, it's, it's all right, bro. So, we've but- been going on for like four hours. No, need- no, no. You can't break the... Do you need to drop your socials, or do you not give a shit? <laughs> oh, people th- follow him you know on intercourse. Intercourse noise. He's in. Yeah, a, just go on. Hey, um, shockingly, Spotify. He's, shockingly, he's in a very good band. The shock yeah, go on Final, Spotify Final. and listen to intercourse, and just like mute it and let it play all night. Yeah, so, so you can get them plays, bro. Get them plays. Yeah. Player. But all right, so yeah, follow Ricky on. Uh, and his buddies on Intercourse. Intercourse. Hey, thank you for having me. Intercourse Noise on Instagram. Intercourse on Facebook. Yeah. And we have a split that should be on vinyl and on uh, for sale on our Bandcamp by the time this drops. Yeah, there you go. So Bandcamp. Right. Bandcamp. But uh, yeah, you can find us on the Dorkany Podcast, Podcast Network, right? Yeah. Yeah. As well as Spotify, Apple Podcast, and that's still still gonna throw me off. As well as Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and wherever a podcast dwells. Yes, follow, subscribe, leave some ratings and reviews. Support your friends in this time. Uh, buy a gift certificate, buy a print, buy a T-shirt, buy a split on Bandcamp, that kind of shit. Uh, we're still on lockdown, and uh, things are tough. So, be safe. Yeah. Also, what should we cover next? What's keeping your heart beating? Let us know. Let us dip our chips. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can uh, also hit us up on thatstrangeshow.com for reviews and network links. And remember to change the batteries in your fucking smoke detector. Sorry. Sorry.